Hey gang, Turner here for a super quick intro for your off-week content for the Gimme the Loot podcast. As forecasted on the last episode, getting a hunter's party this week, happy new year's, campaign episode next week, possibly split into two releases depending upon the edit within the same week, or just one big honkin' release as the cast takes on the dating challenge that is Colonel Sanders. I love you. If you don't know what the hell I just said, it's because you're new. Welcome. Trust me, you're going to want to roll back and listen to that one. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Hey, you know what? I just published quite possibly one of the best things we ever did to our Patreon as an MVP episode as of right now, effective a couple days ago. We opened up our Patreon so that if you support at any level, you get access to 100% of the creative content that we do. And we'll be providing additional information later this week about what you get for supporting at higher levels now. There's more stuff, specifically stuff, stuff. So anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. Happy New Year. As always, thanks for joining us. Uh, we Absolutely appreciate it. Catch you next week with some new content. Hope you enjoy the rebroadcast of this show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Hunter's Party, the supernatural rewatch podcast with a DD homebrew twist brought to you by the gimme to loot podcast the dungeons and dragons fifth edition actual play podcast that hasn't recorded one of these recently enough to remember how the fuck he did the intros my name's turner i will be your <laughs> narrator and recapper and joining me for this episode episode 12 faith is uh jamie i play eldrin on the gimme to loot podcast and i am anthony i play Bobo on the gimme to loot podcast Okay, cool. Let's get into it then. So episode 12, Faith, directed by Alan Croker. Alan's done a ton of Star Trek, a ton of genre stuff, but only one Supernatural. This is actually his only one outing directing Supernatural, but he has done a ton of other stuff, uh, including Defiance, which I thought was a a sci-fi show that was better than it had any right to be. An episode of Grimm, Alphas, was another great superhero show that got killed, I think, by the writer strike. Did a bunch of Chucks, some Bones, just a, just a Star Trek Enterprise, the bad one, Roswell, Andromeda, Voyager, Earth Final Conflict. There's a blast from the past. Deep Space Nine, What You Leave Behind, Once More Into the Breach. 13 episodes of Deep Space Nine, uh, which is kind of top of mind because I'm watching it right now That while we edit. Psy Factor, Chronicles of the Paranormal, Kung Fu, The Legend Continues, just a, a ton of stuff going all the way back to shorts all the way back in 1976, but only one Supernatural. He only went to the Supernatural well one time. This is another one where, unfortunately, we do have the the difference between the original episode music and the Netflix episode music. And man, if it was ever more felt, the uh, there's really only one track listed, Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult, Mm -hmm. which is an extremely on-the-nose needle drop, (laughs) but a good song and well-used in this episode. However, Death in the Valley by Death Riders, um, not as good. Not as good. (laughs) No. So, Eric Kripke, the uh, writer, producer, kind of the, the guy behind Supernatural, cites this as one of his favorite episodes. He says it's the one of the first ones where he realized that it would show what it was capable of. Here's an episode that asks a question, you know, is there God? What's it meant to be? Is there free will? Is your life worth the cost of someone else? 
It's a metaphysical and moral study of the boys' universe. There's so many different places the show can go and so many tones that's been really fun to do. So it's one of his favorites. So, all right, let's get into it. Uh, We open up with the guys pulling up to a spooky house and hitting the trunk stash to pull out some tasers that are cranked up to 100,000 volts to try and kill a rawhead. Has anybody ever heard of a rawhead before? No. I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. <laughs> so I don't think they, they don't use this again, do they? No, it's it's the one time it appears, if you look up rawhead, it references a boogeyman figure called Bloody Bones, feared by children, sometimes called Rawhead Tommy Rawhead or Rawhead and Bloody Bones. This is apparently in English. Uh, Bloody Bones is sometimes is regarded as a water demon haunting deep ponds, oceans, and old marl pits uh, where it dragged children. It's a Cornish version. Uh, so it's an old English boogeyman, kind of. Has nothing to do with electric. Like, did he have shocking powers? Or I know the only way, I guess, was to kill them? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's, they knew there was going to be water around, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because there were like lots, there was water, a lot of puddles and stuff. What is the normal taser voltage? Lots well, like that. Because 100,000 volts seems. When you hear 100,000 volts, it sounds like like death, like uh, death penalty uh, electric chair kind of thing. Like it doesn't sound like a normal amount. Normal taser, 50,000 volts. So it's only, wow. yeah, it's only like uh, doubling up. So, yeah. That's, that's kind of crazy. Still, so f- seems physically possible without killing. Well, I guess the intent was to kill somebody. So, to me, I was like, is that even physically possible for a taser to hold? But when you hear that the regular taser is 50,000, 100,000 seems a little bit more, I don't know, doable, maybe. They just put an extra battery on it. Yeah, exactly. Strap two of them together. Yeah. Network. You just, you Some just, duct tape. You got to network them together. It's just got to get the cat <laughs> five into the ass end of each taser. That's how you, uh, that's how you do it. <laughs> So the guys flashlight gun their way through the house. Dean breaches an armoire, which has some kids inside. They start to escort the kids out when the monster grabs Sam. Dean tasers the monster so Sam can get away and then uh, gets knocked into a pool of water and gets uh, a second hand, a contact high when the monster gets shocked. (laughs) And then Sam rushes down. Of course... This will be, I don't know if it's the only obligatory, god damn it, Sam, this episode, but it is definitely the first, god damn it, Sam, of the episode, because Dean had to save his ass again. Uh, We cut to Sam at the hospital getting asked about his insurance. Uh, He produces a card naming him as Berkowitz, gives a story to the cops, and then talks to the doctor. He finds out Dean had a heart attack and has permanent uh, vascular damage, uh, and Dean's doomed in a couple weeks. There's nothing they can do. Yeah. This is really the beginning of a vicious cycle of deaths and rebirths for these characters, right all the Mm -hmm. way up to the end of the series, pretty much. You know, that is a definite running theme that we will see throughout uh, Supernatural of one of the guys getting killed and then the other guy really fucking shit up to bring him back to life for whatever reason. So we cut to Dean in bed looking like shit and complaining about daytime TV and wanting to hunt and kill the Snuggie Bear. Uh, Dean's resigned to die, but Sam doesn't want to hear it. The note I have for this is apparently electrocution gives you a black eye. (laughs) It it feels like they had this like, well, we got to make him look like he got his ass kicked somehow. Right. Maybe he like whacked his head into a wall or who knows. I don't know. Like, you know, know, potentially. I mean, it's just it's just he just kind of fell down. It's just bleeding under there. So like maybe pop some blood vessels. Fair enough. Pop some capillaries. Yeah, Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I actually worked with 
a lady who got struck by lightning. She, uh, not directly, she was, she and her family were loading a pool table in the back of their pickup truck. And the pickup truck got stuck by, struck by lightning and it all blew, it blew them all back. Yeah. And she had burns on the palms of her hand. You know, pick up, you, like when you're standing on the edge of a pickup, you put your hands kind of around the bed. Right. And she had burns across the palms of her hand where it blew her back off the, um, from the lightning strike, but she was okay. Yeah. I was going to say, it definitely seems like burns would be more yeah. like of a indicative thing than a black guy, but you know, sure. what do I know? <laughs> I mean, she would occasionally lapse into Latin, but other than that, she was perfectly fine once the burns healed. <laughs> so, so like, let's say his heart's bad. Like, couldn't he just get a heart transplant? Is there, is that not on the table? Like you just can't. That might take too long. One, I think he's so far down the list. Sure. And I, and I got him. And two, that insurance situation gets even more complicated when you start to talk transplants. <laughs> Mr. Berkowitz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Berkowitz, um, which I didn't look up to see if that was a reference because we had our brief flirtation with the musical fake identity trope that they very very solidly get into in later seasons, but didn't check to see if Berkowitz was-, there, was There's it. a Berkowitz who's a serial killer. Yeah, <laughs> I thought so, right? That's the- that, that was the yeah. was that that wasn't the mailman guy. Was that Son of Sam? Uh, Son of Sam. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, we, yep. Then, then weird, weird choice, Sam. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's because he's yeah. It's confusing. <laughs> uh, Who knows? Uh, Sam calls his dad to let him know that Dean's dying uh, and says he's got to do whatever it takes. Uh, there's a knock at the door, and it's Dean. He's checked himself out of the hospital. Uh, Sam downloads that he's been looking for options, and that there's a dude in Nebraska. That maybe can help. You guys got anything before we cut to the revival? Let's get to the revival. All right. So we cut yeah. we cut to a muddy field uh, outside of a tent in Nebraska where people wander into a faith healer. Uh, there is a dude uh, out front um, handing out flyers uh, uh, who I have tagged as Rational Man because uh, he is <laughs> uh, saying the guy's a fraud. Um, Dean doesn't believe in faith healers. Uh, he talks about believing in reality, and Sam points out that being a skeptic is really fucking weird considering the shit they see. <laughs> right. It's a good yeah, point. It, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> as, much, as much as I begrudgingly hate to say it, point to Sammy on this one. <laughs> yeah, one of the few times I will just be like, solid, solid train of thought. Yeah, that was always the thing that with the fucking X-Files, man, that just is like, hey, uh, six seasons in, Scully, you're just being a bitch. Um, yeah, at this yeah. point, at some point you got to go, yeah, all right. One of these things had to kind of be real. Um, uh, a lady tells Dean that maybe God works in mysterious ways. Uh, and of course he immediately horn dogs out. Uh, Layla introduces herself and Dean doubles down on being a horn dog. Uh, inside the tent, Dean points out the cameras. Sam takes him up to the front. They sit behind Layla. A blind preacher starts to preach. Sam scans the stage. The preacher talks about how the Lord guides him. Dean makes a comment about uh, wallet, mo- a sarcastic comment about wallets. Uh, the preacher calls him out on it and then calls Dean up. Dean refuses at first, but ends up getting up, points out that he's not a believer, calls for prayer, lays hands on Dean. Dean drops to his knees and blacks out. Sam wakes him up and Dean comes to seeing a vision of a spooky businessman next to the preacher. <laughs> a couple things here. As the resident Bible nerd, um, God works in mysterious ways is not in the Bible. Okay, now we're gonna get, now we got to go into that, dude. Because this, if anything, this is a podcast about tangents. What, um, where does that come from? Then, uh, I actually don't know. 
mm-hmm. I don't know where that comes from, but like there's a I haven't I haven't figured that one out, but there's a couple of like things we attribute to the Bible that like kind of aren't in there at all. Yeah, like uh, uh like only God can judge me. Like that's Tupac. That's not that's not nowhere <laughs> in the Bible. <laughs> like that's nowhere in the Bible. Uh cleanliness is next to godliness, also not in the Bible. <laughs> like there's Apparently God moves in a mysterious way is from a Christian hymn from 1773 by William Cowper. A poem entitled yes. Light Shining Out of Darkness. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, is the likely not source. the Bible. Yeah. Absolutely right. <laughs> Absolutely right. So, uh, real quick, Layla, our uh, our lady that Dean is horndogging out in, is Julie Benz. Rita. Who has been in so much stuff, um, including yep. Dexter Defiance, which I mentioned just a minute ago about being a, uh, a uh, underappreciated show. Roswell, No Ordinary Family, Buffy, so much, so, so much, is a great, uh, is, is a pretty good, solid genre actress. Um, uh, Sue Ann Grange, uh, The Preacher's Wife, is Rebecca Jenkins. She's been in a ton of stuff, but nothing super interesting. Uh, the Reverend himself has over 225 credits. Good Lord. Uh, including no less than six episodes of 21 Jump Street, uh, Millennium, Stargate, and will be back on Supernatural. Later on, that's Kevin McNulty. Um, yeah, that guy has a long-running uh, career as a character actor. Is he back on Supernatural? Or is it the same guy? Uh, no, it's, he's not as a repeat. Generally, there's very few people when they make their way back around um, that they make their way back around as the same character. He definitely like looked familiar, but I couldn't figure out where else I knew him from. Now I'm now I'm wondering like which episode he was in later on. Dude, so much stuff. The Magical World of Disney, Earth Star Voyager, Wise Guy, Danger Bay, Booker, Deadly Intentions again. Dude, TV movies <laughs> are really <laughs> becoming my fucking favorite weird. Like for 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 the longest time. My weird little, I'm going to go find something to amuse myself would be to pull up a random product on Amazon and read the Q&As because there's some really great hidden humor. Like go look up a unicycle on Amazon and then read the Q&As. It will make you very, it'll, it'll, start, a, it'll start a hobby. But TV movie names is very much becoming my fucking new passion because Deadly Intentions, Ellipses, again? TV movie is <laughs> I'm like okay I, I can't and the sea will tell TV movie uh, 21 Jump Street uh, multiple characters on 21 Jump that's the weird thing about his six episodes of 21 Jump Street not the same character one time um, so he was on a show that was on for four years six times as six different people that's crazy is that a testament to how good of an actor he is or how generic his appearance is? Yes. I think I think it is I think it is both. Uh, Max Glick, don't remember what that is, but it sounds vaguely familiar. Uh Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, the TV series, didn't know existed, but he's oh, in man. that. Uh Neon Was that a cartoon? Ne- I have no idea. So it probably is now that you mention it. Uh Neon Rider, no idea. I feel like I need to check it out. Judgment Day, the John List story. Liar, liar, between father and daughter, TV movies. Um, For the love of my child, the Anissa Ayala story, also TV movie. Street Justice, uh, let me see what is up. Mantis, Party of Five. Uh, He's a Party of Five. Oh, man. Children of the Dust, The Commish, Highlander, the TV series, Um, X-Files, as the same character twice and another character a third time. Man. 
2006 Reverend uh, Lagrange asked Jeeves in 2014, Philip. So what is that? Eight years later, <laughs> he'll mm. appear on an episode that's, I think, probably a one-off. You know, that Philip sounds like it might be an angel. Um, uh, Man in the mm. High Castle. He plays Dr. George Adler. Uh, he was in The Magicians. Schmigadoon. No idea what that is, but he's in. F- oh, that's it. That's an Apple TV. Yeah, thing. He's in four episodes of that. Um, Yellow Jackets and Chicken. So, yeah, that dude's in everything. Hmm. We've got who else have we had pop up? So for uh, Tom, uh, Jim Cordington, male docker tons, including puppets who kill. <gasps> I don't know what that is, but I want to watch it. <laughs> puppets. Who what kill. is puppets? Who kill? I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's that's a future episode of the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's on there. It's on there. I'm not saying that y'all are getting a Legion of Doom and that puppet is your fucking Lex oh, Luthor, but you're getting no. a Legion of Doom and that puppet is your Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Rourke. This is, by the way, this is a big Supernatural episode for Karens. Mrs. Rourke, played by Jillian Barber, will be on Supernatural four more times. Our four times total. <laughs> uh, the Man in the High Castle and a ton of other stuff. The Reaper, who we just got our first appearance of, RoboCop Alpha Commando, which I'm pretty sure was a RoboCop animated series, uh, and X-Files and a bunch of other uh, other other little bits of stuff. Jason, who I think is technically Rational Man, uh, is Colin Lawrence. He's our Elwood veteran. There mm-hmm. uh, we go. We, we, we got we him. We got him. We got uh, it. <laughs> and tons of other stuff. But he's also been Smallville, Battlestar, Galactica, iZombie, Supernaturally three more times. And Riverdale, we've actually got uh, at least uh, two more L Word veterans popping up later on. Um, so I think it hits us all of our extras and main characters at this point. So yeah, the the Reaper, definitely creepy businessman. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Reaper, Reapers look much nicer later in the series. They're predominantly female later in the series, right? Uh, I'm trying to think of when we saw, when we, if we ever see a male Reaper ever again. We certainly don't see one that's all fucking zombie. Yes. Okay. Yes, you have to do. Uh, Death himself is male. Right. But, I mean, but like. And then after that, the rest of them are female. Yeah. So it's this dude, Death, who is a great Death, is a, like, mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite personifications of Death in pop culture ever. Uh, I just love that fucking guy. He's got some real hardcore, um, Ring world vibes to him. Do you guys have anything else on the Reverend in the initial faith healing scene? He, he's 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 no rep. He's no Reverend Goodfoot. He is no Reverend Goodfoot. <laughs> it would have been hilarious if when he walked up on stage, like he pawed at Dean's face, just sloppily kind of pawed at his face instead of just guiding him up and kind of slapped him around a little bit, <laughs> a la naked gun blind person. Sorry, folks. That would have cut through the the seriousness of the moment for me. We cut to a doctor's office and we get Dean getting a clean bill of health as he finds out someone died of a heart attack at the same time he got healed. Dean thinks it's a connection. Sam doesn't want to pursue it. Dean calls out that he saw the spirit. Sam says he didn't see anything. Fucking nice moral code there, Sammy. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's okay if it doesn't, you know, affect you guys. It's a, it's a don't ask, don't tell. Never been a great policy. Really not a good one here either. The thing is, like, Sam is always, like, the one to, like, bring up, like, the, oh, we should be helping them. And, and it's just weird that he doesn't do it in this one case. Like, Yep. Yeah. Uh, Sam is a hip- hypocrite. Well, I think it, that puts a a running theme of, like, when it comes to each other, mm-hmm. like, the rules mm, are true. kind of limber <laughs> as, as things they will and won't do. <laughs> that's a nice way of saying they got fuck all judgment when it comes to each other. Yeah. They, they, the, the, um, the, well, with the family, uh, of shit that they fucking, right. uh, that they, uh, they do for, uh, do for each other. 
really is the whole re- like it's like three seasons of this fucking show is them fucking uh god maybe even four or five seasons of this show mm-hmm. them dealing with the consequences of bringing the other one back to life at some point <laughs> true yeah, you can save your brother but it might end the world ah, i'm gonna yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely the whole fucking darkness what? season 100 yeah. percent yeah. that 100 percent that they just keep upping the ante yeah you could you could save your brother but lucifer might roam the earth okay yeah, yeah. 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 well let me take that trade off yeah that sounds good. So, uh, the the boys split up. Dean visits the Reverend. Mrs. Reverend tells him it was a miracle. We learned the preacher uh, had cancer, was going to die, but then he woke up blind after a coma, and he the the cancer was gone, and he could start healing people. The way that Mrs. Preacher says that, just the expression on her face when she says his flock just swelled, really says she's not just talking about the number of parishioners that they have, <laughs> and his the flock just swelled. I bet it did. Oh, my. <laughs> so, uh, Dean asks why he was chosen. The preacher affirms that the uh, the Lord guides him. Dean asks what he saw in his heart, and the preacher says he saw a man with a job still to do. Uh, we cut to Sam in a locker room talking to a trainer, or maybe a lifeguard? We learned that the dead dude was super healthy. Sam points out a dead clock, and the lifeguard confirms that the clock stopped at the exact time the dude dropped dead. Hey, buddy, your clock's busted. Sam gets a little newsy there. Like, hey, buddy, your clock's busted. <laughs> like, just a, it was just a weird turn of phrase to me. Like, do you yes, you only very... say that about clocks, right? Your clock's busted. Like that phrase is only used. Like, what else? Your is clock's busted. busted. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's, there's really as much as I, as good as I am, turning that anything into an innuendo. Yeah, stretch it across the polygons as tight as you can. <laughs> I cannot turn. Hey, buddy, your clock's busted. Uh, into anything that's disappointing <laughs> hey buddy you're, nope i got nothing i got nothing on your clock is busted if i can go back if i can go back a couple of scenes it's kind of weird that the lady just told told them about this guy who died of a heart attack like who does that like oh man your cancer your cancer's gone to remission we had a guy who died of cancer yesterday that's pretty yeah. crazy yeah. Like, that's, that's, i'm pretty sure that's a pretty big hipaa violation right like i mean there's right. some doctor yeah. patient privilege that just went right out fucking the window there <laughs> Like, let me just throw this at you. Oh, and by the way, on your way out, that lady in exam room two, crabs, steer clear. Like, in a probes, ma'am. In a probes. That's what they have five-star rating on, on milk. Yeah, uh, that, in fact, uh, lady doctor, that's, the, I'm not being sexist, lady doctor is, no, female doctor is, her, is how she says, Battlestar Galactica veteran, Tiffany Lindell Knight there. Who doesn't apparently understand doctor-patient privilege? Um, <laughs> Dean runs into Layla. We find out Layla is sick, and she's been back six times to get healed. Uh, Layla gets turned away again, and Layla's mom Karen's out a bit on Dean. She's pissed. Rev Roy didn't pick uh, one of the faithful. Layla has a brain tumor, and mom wants to know why Dean is worthy. Off subject. Can I say I feel bad for people actually named Karen? It just kind of sucks. <laughs> I just recently hired somebody named Karen. She's the sweetest lady in the whole world. And I, and I've said, I'm really sorry for, um, (laughs) like I am particularly sensitive to name shit, but just because I go by my middle name, number one, my middle name is a last name, number two. And I went through the whole Turner and Hooch dark decade. (laughs) Thanks Disney for rebooting that, by the way, you fucks. (laughs) Luckily it's not any good and, uh, nobody's watching it. So thank goodness for that for my, for my son more than anything. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, got, I got real baggage, Tom Hanks. Um, Sorry, tan- tangent, but, my bad. No, no. But again, this is a podcast about tangents. Apparently so. Layla's like, oh, this thing, it's no big deal. It's a brain tumor. No bigs. Like, yeah. she's so casual about that. Oh, yeah, no, my brain's going to ooze out my ear hole any day now. <laughs> I was at the doctor. They told me somebody died last week of a brain tumor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> have, have you met Stacy? She told me about this, this guy's fucking prolapsed uh, fucking colon. And things could be a lot worse for me. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Stacy apparently uh, does not know when to shut up. Damn Stacy's. Damn Stacy's. <laughs> yeah. It it must be super frustrating if she's been going to this thing for for a while, and uh, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming she's like donating money. Oh, absolutely. And, and yeah. she she gets the line jumped uh, by by old Dino over there, and uh, yeah, she she's fine with because she's probably not the one spending all the money. The mom is like fucking that song. She t- she says that later, buckets. right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> she she flat out calls out the fact that you know why did why isn't she getting picked? Because she believes and she doesn't. But again, her mom is does some spectacular caring here, and so does so. <laughs> oh yeah. So does in fact the uh, Mrs. Reverend. Uh, further on down the road, this is the Karens are, are really the true villain, <laughs> uh, the true monster in this episode. Um, <laughs> we, we will find out. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. Just realizing how true that statement is. <laughs> <laughs> it was Karen all along. Um, okay. Continue. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't call me up guard. <laughs> no, it's all right. uh, back at the hotel, Sam apologizes to Dean. And reveals that some detective work has found six other instances where a person dies of the same thing the person who received a healing is cured of. Whoops. And there, then we cut to a girl running in the forest and we see someone being healed by the preacher. Which again, that person being healed, not Layla. He skipped her again. Roy's kind of a prick. I'm saying it right there. Like, come on, dude. You just, like, you just fucking passed her up twice now. Here's where that needle drop of Don't Fear the Reaper would come in if streaming was a thing when this first came out and streaming music rights were (laughs) obtained. Back to uh, the guys arguing and Dean being pissed. Dean reveals there's only one thing that can trade lives like that, and it's a Reaper, and it's responsible for the healing, not Roy. Uh, We see the jogger gasping for air, and she turns and sees creepy businessman. She runs but can't get away and is is killed. Like, the first thing I thought seeing this again was like he's walking after her and then appears in front of her like why walk after her in the first place like why even take the steps (laughs) just appear in front of her in the first place (laughs) this this reaper is a little too i get the the character this is one of those situations where they bring a monster out or a being out and then they completely change the characterization completely consistently later on down the road like this guy i don't know if it's because he's imprisoned and this is his way of just getting his jollies or they just wanted him to come off as enjoying his work, particularly because there's a couple other mm-hmm. kind of creepy smiles later in the episode. But it's mm-hmm. it's it's probably to purely to fuck with her. Like he's purely just fucking with her. <laughs> right. He's got to uh, get the timing right. Right. He's yeah. got to he's got to he's <laughs> yeah. got to sync it. So <laughs> which again, let me point out: you healed emphysema, bro, instead of Layla. <laughs> I'm telling you, one of one, these are these two things. One of these things is more valuable than the other by every appreciable standard. Rev, come on, buddy, you can do better than that. Maybe maybe the mom's got deep pockets. He's got to keep he got to keep the operation going. Mm, yeah, maybe. Well, we you know we will find out how how deeply involved Roy is in the in the whole deal. But uh, Reverend Roy <laughs> and, and Mrs. and Mrs. Reverend. But um, Sam questions whether it's the Grim Reaper, and we get the download lore download on the Reapers that they are in fact just a spirit type. 
and that Reapers um, can stop time and are invisible unless they're coming after you. Sam points out a, a cross uh, in some of the artwork and the research that he noticed earlier in the tent, uh, which is, I believe, either an investigation pass or perception perception pass earlier that gives him advantage on an investigation check later, maybe? Um because they definitely do a, a spot of the cross in the tent, and then he um, he grocks it on the like I think it's like a tarot card or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe even like history for remembering or, or, or religion. <laughs> well, be, religion, pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty straightforward religion check, maybe. But again, I think I think the perception pass in the tent gives him advantage on the religion check. Later. Absolutely, D twice to everybody. Sam produces a tarot card with death and the cross on it. He thinks the guys think uh, Roy's using black magic to control the Reaper. Uh, Dean wants to take out Roy. Sam says no because they can't kill a human being. Dean says they can't kill death. Uh, the note I have here is yeah, um, amazing how neither of those last the entire series. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they can't kill normal people or death. Um, neither one of those make it to the end of the series. And it's not like the cross was that distinct either. You know I mean? Like it's, it's, I, I, you know, I don't know a ton about crosses, but I'm like, hmm, is that, was that that rare a cross to see in two places? I mean, I'm trying to remember exactly what it's just like, it's just like the cross with the circle around him. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, it's got like a circle around it. Yeah. It's it's like a Coptic cross. Um, also, uh, the, the, say Sam goes, yeah, I think he's using a black spell to control it. I'm like, Sammy, black magic spell. Real important you keep that magic word in there. (laughs) Magic's real important to keep in that phrase. Otherwise, this goes really, really weird place. (laughs) Nope. So back at this. Yeah, no, 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 not, just no, just nope, nope, stop, full stop. Black magic, capital M-A-G-I-C there, Sam. Uh, Back at the tent, the guys talk to a rational man who's handing out flyers. Uh, Sam sneaks into the house and finds a book in Latin hidden in the bookshelf with news clippings of the targets who died, like a uh, like a gay, openly gay teacher, and then rational man out front. Um, I've got investigate pass here. Also, um, if you've got a spell book with uh, a list of your victims on it, don't hide it on the bookcase. You know, right, right in plain plain yeah, sight. Um, that's, <laughs> Uh, any anywhere else? Anywhere else? What's 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 the guy's outside's like uh, argument on him being fake? Um, I think I he's just against faith healing. I, I think he just think like I don't think he's like somebody who I think he's just against faith healers in general. I think he's like I, th- I think he's just a science guy. Yeah, because outside of knowing reapers are real, mm-hmm. like there's no reason to believe he's fake. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's clearly he's getting actually, results. He's, he's actually healing yeah. people. <laughs> Yeah, with this smaller community, no. you're absolutely right. There would be like, yeah, next guy's like half our town is alive because of this guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, like I don't well, understand what grounds the man outside well, is standing on. <laughs> yeah, well, but I, yeah, well, well taken. In the real world, faith healing not so much. Here, mm, there is demonstrable proof of faith healing. <laughs> anything else on the? Um, uh, oh yeah, again, again that the. Um, the lady targeted an openly gay preacher is really just peeling back like, oh, God. Yeah, this is OK. There's no no bueno. We're not a good look. The uh, Sam calls Dean to let him know the targets are being picked um, and that uh, rational flyer man is the next target. Tells Dean to keep Roy from healing. Roy calls up Layla. Dean's torn because she's hot um, and he may have to kill a hot chick, <laughs> uh, but he stops her from growing up. 
tells her something bad will happen if she does. She goes up anyway because she has a brain tumor. What the fuck, Dean? <laughs> uh, we hear Rational Man start screaming for help. Uh, we cut out to the tent. Roy starts to heal. Rational Man's being chased. Sam tries to help him get away. Dean shouts fire in a uh, crowded auditorium and the people file out. Uh, but the Reaper still attacks Rational Man. The guys figure out it's the wife that's controlling the Reaper. Dean grabs her, makes her stop the spell. She calls out for help, and the Reaper walks away, leaving Rational Dude alive. It seems like if you were going to be doing this whole like trade-off thing, that you would try not to do it right when someone's right outside your place of business. Yeah. Like it just seems like a little too close to 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 get away with it at that point. I, I think that's a power trip. I mean, she's been um, she's gotten away with it six times. I mean, again, six people in a small community dropping dead inexplicably without the CDC showing up. Mm-hmm. But 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 honestly, what if? Like, is it a power trip? What are they going to arrest you for? No, I, I, that's just it. I think, yeah, I think she knows she can get away with it. I mean, that's, something, that's what I mean by the yeah. power trip aspect of it. I think she's... Well, no, I, I'm saying like, um, like Jamie's argument of it being a little mm. close to home. Like, who cares? What are they going to yeah. arrest you for? Like, ah, you can't control Reapers in our town. Like, what? <laughs> You're going to jail, ma'am. It's, it's, it's definitely hard to prove. Like, there's not a whole lot of forensics that go... Unless you're Hunter, I guess. And then, aiding and embedding a spiritual being. I don't know. Is that, uh, is that a death note you got there, ma'am? Is that a death note? Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. The, I don't uh, know. <laughs> the note I've got on this is, what the fuck is up with the parking job these people did? <laughs> like, if you if you look at these cars... There are some perpendicular, like, I was like, how the fuck are these people getting in and out? Which, again, this is how, like, whenever there's, we, like, anything, or like, hey, uh, we're all going to lunch. You want to come? Like, uh, do I have to drive because I don't want to fuck with parking? Is my old man go-to statement. And that's sure as fuck what I noticed here. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this parking? Like, you're not, there's, like, 10 people aren't going to be able to get out of this place until 10 other people leave. Who thought of that? Come on, folks. It's actually the reverend parking the cars. <laughs> Makes sense. He's faith parking and faith healing. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he just going with his gut. Yeah, a lot of a lot of club foot to be healed. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, Mrs. Reverend uh, doesn't understand why Dean stopped her and tells the cops to let him go. Says the Lord will deal with them in an extremely threatening way. Cops say, uh, we're going to put the fear of God uh, into you. Uh, and Layla calls Dean out for stopping her healing. Layla walks off and Dean feels guilty. Uh, we hear Roy say very pointedly, come back by the house for a private session later with no distractions, which is absolutely something I could make sound dirty if I wanted to. (laughs) And then back at the hotel, Sam downloads the spell Mrs. Roy used to save her husband because Sam stole her spell book and bind the Reaper. Uh, She says she saved him, but started using the spell to go Westboro Baptist Church. Guys want to break the spell and identify the cross as the key. He was the. He was going to show him how his his flock had swelled. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> come by, come by oh, later no. for a private session. Uh, um, for anybody who's curious, that's Pantone Dookie Brown on the wall for the wall color of the hotel. Oh. Um, that is <laughs> fucking horrible. I was like, oh my god, oof. Um, <laughs> so the guys pull up to Roy's. Dean's still feeling guilty about Layla, and Sam gives him the. Oh, what are you going to do? Fucking goddamn it, Sam. Like, that's fucking Sam. This is my second fucking Sam of the episode is, oh, you do, man. Brain tumor's going to brain tumor. You know what I mean? Like, his his nonchalantness about something his brother's clearly struggling with uh, is, you know, just fucking classic season one Sam. 
Now, granted, I just got through arguing that no one could stop her and, or that, that the move against the person right outside the tent was risky or wasn't risky. But a man who has a heart condition then gets healed of said uncurable heart condition yeah. and then dies later. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> a few days later or something else. Right outside May bring tent. in the CDC. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Might bring the CDC in. <laughs> so uh, the guys creep up on the tent. Well, that, that's the thing, man. It's like, so... He's been healing for a while, right? Like that's if we're saying six people have dropped dead recently on record, so that that means he's only healed six people total. Like, or are, are there there is a bus where they traveling around on the bus, and there are other like he's been doing tent revivals someplace else, and this is just a mm. this is just a home is homecoming it do tour. A stop, um, yeah, because uh, he he makes it sounds like he's been doing it for a while when he's telling Dean that I came out of a coma story. A little bit of a, some timey-wimey stuff. Um, hmm. But uh, so the guys creep up on the tent. They don't see Mrs. Roy. Dean sends Sam in uh, and calls out the cop. Dean leads the cops on a chase. Sam finds a cellar and heads in. Dean spooks a dog, but the cops can't find him because Dean climbed up on the top. Um, so I got a couple of things. One, uh, stealth, fail, and then immediate succeed <laughs> with the dog bark. All right, stealth, fail, athletics, pass? To uh, get busted by the dog and then climb up on top of the camper. Also, apparently a private session is like 20 people. Because when they peek in the tent, there's 20 other motherfuckers in there with Layla about to get healed. <laughs> yeah, you got to have witnesses. That's that uh, the highest level patron that they can That's have right. is, is to get that private session. Yep. <laughs> Those are the Baba level supporters for that session. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, Sam finds the altar with a picture of Dean. Uh, with his eyes X'd out, Sam smashes the altar, but is locked in the basement by Mrs. Roy. Uh, God damn it, Sam, number three. Shoot, <laughs> shoot her, shoot her. Okay, which, again, Karen's are on a roll this episode. So Roy starts to heal Layla. Lights go out. Dean sees the Reaper. Reaper death grips uh, Dean. We get a little creepy Reaper duck face. Uh, Sam finally smashes the cross. Roy realizes his magic is gone. The Reaper comes for Sue Ann and takes her out. The boys regroup at the car and head out. Back at the hotel, Dean feels guilty. Layla drops by at Sam's request. She reveals she wasn't healed, says it's okay, talks about Faith, and then leaves to die a few months later. And that's pretty much the episode. Um, that last scene between Sam and Layla is the most unresolved horniness uh, in the fucking series <laughs> to date. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, there was just so much. Uh, so I'm saying, I'm going to go leave. I'm going to go ahead and put a sock on the doorknob as I leave <laughs> from Sam to just fucking, uh, we're going to make, we're going to about to fuck eyes at each other for the last five minutes of this episode. It feels like, it feels like the, 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 Taking Dean out would hurt the brand just as much as it would save her from from being stopped by them. Yeah. So I don't like if if you heal someone and they immediately die a couple of days later. Like then now you no longer sound like you're a good faith healer. So you can talk your way out of that one. He wasn't a believer. There's ways. There's ways around that. <laughs> uh, okay. So he just had a, a wavering resolve in in the. <laughs> Did that cross have a, like a creamy jam center or something? Because when Sam smashes it, <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck was the like? I was like, oh, is that a Enemans cross? I don't know. I mean, like what the fuck? Does- <laughs> I was I was wondering that too. Like I was like, coffee bring cake. this up or not? Like I was like, it doesn't look like it's filled with anything. She's holding it. It looks like a regular cross. Yeah. Now all of a sudden it's like a vial of. Yeah, it was so. Fucking weird. I was like, there's Reaper blood. There's no yeah, there's no other blood. Like nothing else is brought up. Like, oh yeah, no, she had to 
drain the blood off a black goat at the sun of, uh, during, a, during an eclipse in a satanic ritual. It reminded me of an old David Letterman bit. Like Dove Soap had an ad campaign that was like 99% pure Dove. Um, and Letterman did a bit. It was like, you ever wonder what the other 1%? of dove is pure blackberry jam and he cut open a bar of dove and it just had blackberry <laughs> jam in the center of it oozing out like that and i was like ah uh, uh, uh reaper cross 99 percent pure evil one percent jam like when i saw that <laughs> shit it immediately made me flash back to a letterman bit from the 80s i'm old um and that's it you guys got anything else for for this episode i really like this episode i think oh, i think man. Yeah, this is one of the better ones, I think. Yeah, this uh, one and the Scarecrow is what really got me watching the series, was these those two episodes. Two good ones back-to-back. It is um, well shot. You get some fucking good shitty small-town cops. Um, you get a, a good switch-up on who the villain might be. You get the Disney, vil- Disney villain come up, come up, it's at the end. You got some, you got Dean unresolved horniness. You got a, a, <laughs> the start of a big chunk of lore that will come into play right up to the final season um, periodically in some very, very, very interesting ways. Um, so yeah, this is, this is a good one. And again, the series creator pegs this as one of his favorites. And I think it does speak to how somewhat we're still in the period where the guys can be a little bit naive, naively moral or have the integrity to question the morality of what they'll do to rescue each other. Cause not so much later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and, and also too, Roy, I like the fact that Roy wasn't the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I really do like the fact that he was just, leg- he thought he was just yeah, doing the right legitimately thing. Legitimately yeah. just a good dude. Cause that's kind of one. He, he plays the, he plays the character as really as a likable guy. And two, that's kind of the easy out for the villain is is the uh, the, the faith healer to be a swindler. So I do I do like that he came off as as okay. The the one thing I never like, do they ever explain how he picked the people he was healing? Like like it it makes sense like that she was picking people she wanted to get rid yeah. of, but like how did he pick like oh this is the person that deserves this. Because he he was pretty on the nose with Dean, like he still has work to do. Yeah. It sounds sounds like that fits, but like it seems like he just guessed. <laughs> but I think that was kind of the point, right? Like it yeah. It, yeah. it blurred the lines of like, is he listening to something? Right, because like, he's right. kind of getting this right, <laughs> right? Yeah, and so I think it kind of I think it intentionally blurred those lines. I think that was. Yeah, it's supposed and, to make you feel exactly how you feel, <laughs> and, and it does it does a good job with that by by making him not the villain. Now later on, we know very explicitly there is a god in this universe, and he does tell people what to do. But I don't, I, mm. I don't think you know. Again, I think it was just him kind of going by his by his in my head canon. He's going by his gut and getting it right a lot. Yeah, he's, he's naturally an empathic person. Not empathic, like mm, empathy, but empathy, like the thing I don't have. But because in later in Supernatural, when God talks to people, like shit explodes and there's high pitched whines and mm-hmm. there's all kinds of portents and signs that are associated with it. So, homebrew, Anthony, uh, Jamie, anything before I float some suggestions out there, anything that you think particularly you want to do with this? I think either a Reaper creature mm-hmm. or a magic item. Uh, that has a kind of a dominate spirit type of thing going on. That's yeah. That's what I, I've got. Uh, cursed holy symbol? Question mark. Encounter uh, based around a faith healer, where it's kind of a kind of a short shot with a mystery, um, where 
Uh, there's a cleric that's healing people in town, and then people are also mysteriously dying. Um, and it turns out he, he's got a, the cursed holy symbol, um, which causes any healing spells he casts to happen to somebody else negatively. Um, or a uh, a reaper uh, creature that's either we where we either use the revenant as a platform or a wraith as the platform. Um, so I think we can go a couple of different ways. I, I like I like doing the Reaper for sure. Oh, I like doing the Reaper. Okay. Talk about things I can make sound <laughs> dirty. I like doing the Reaper. That's what we're calling it now. <laughs> uh, exactly. It's where you curve your arm this one way. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Call this the sickle. It's like a scythe. <laughs> yeah. The Revenant. Uh, uh, the I, so looking through Undead to find, you know, kind of what's the analog. The, the one power that definitely gets called out, even though he doesn't do it in this episode, is that Reapers can stop time. And I went, okay, that's the one power you guys said this guy had, and then he never used. He did break the clock, so that's like the closest thing. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's the most. Literally literal. stopped he time. Literally stopped time. <laughs> Broke a bunch of clocks. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, that, I didn't even make that connection and just tell now, man. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> because that's the only <laughs> reference to it in the entire, that doesn't come up any other time. Yep. Uh, fuck it, A. Um you think that would also have come up to like, man, everybody's fucking clocks keep breaking around town. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. been a rash of fucking clocks just <laughs> shutting down. Um, I haven't been, I haven't been on time to work in a month. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, I guess the question is, what do we want to use? Which I think Wraith is good because it's got the life draining touch. And and this guy, even though it's a, he says it says the person dies of what the other person had. Like the, the the guy that Dean gets healed dies of a heart attack, and that that girl is dying of emphysema. Later in the episode, when he's kind of a death, uh, kind of death touching uh, Dean, and uh, eventually uh, Mrs. Roy, it's kind of very life draining. You know, eyes are going white, yeah. they're fading out a little Le- bit. Life transference is yeah. Xanathar mm-hmm. spell. Yeah. Oh, so that's actually the life transference. It doesn't work exactly the same way because you have to, you you sacrifice your own life, but yeah. yeah. Well, so I guess the question is, are we doing the Reaper as he appears in this episode or the Reaper in the context of uh, just a Reaper as a monster? Because th- in this particular case, he's being forced to heal by being bound by the by the holy symbol. I, my my thoughts were kind of the Wraith life drain. And then I kind of went with the Revenant just because Revenants have got their immune to tracking, uh, vengeful tracker. Uh, they know the distance and direction against their target they have a multi-attack whatever and then vengeful glare so really the revenant was more for the regeneration rejuvenation turn immunity and vengeful tracker and then the wraith was more for the life drain but life transference i think is an interesting take hang on let me pull that up yeah there's a um there's a 5e srd uh reaper that they say is a challenge rating five but this shit is ridiculous <laughs> yeah is Any? it is it an, another homebrew or uh i think it might be a homebrew yeah i, I actually I, I like it it's just it's, it it just seems way stronger than a challenge rating five yeah it's got assassination cause fear ethereal sight incorporeal movement invisibility paralysis plane shift soul collection yeah some of the stuff they've made up ethereal <laughs> Scythe. Ethereal Scythe is, is the is the Wraith thing. Yeah. Essentially, just at a higher DC. Yeah. Assassination. Any creature that Reaper strikes with advantage must succeed at a constitution saving throw of DC 15 or suffer double damage from the attack. Oof. Yeah, that's not 
And I, that's more bursty than I would want to do with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I don't... Um, Invisibility with recharge, paralysis, being struck with the Reaper Scythe must make a wisdom save DC 10 or become paralyzed for 1d4 rounds. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's fucking dumb. way too much, man. <laughs> and by the and then you take double damage. Yeah, that's rough. Um, so... Oh, because yeah, you'd be paralyzed and you would have double damage. Oh, good God. Yeah. This yeah, thing, yeah, this it's, thing's way strong. It's, it's no bueno. <laughs> so five rounds is the minimum there. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's why they say it's decent. That's why they say it's challenging five. It doesn't have very many hit points. It has a high, uh, has a high armor class, not Glass very many cannon. hit points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this guy doesn't do that much except kind of teleport around and then... Because the life drain from a wraith is uh, plus six, 48 plus three necrotic damage. DC 14 con save or its hit points maximum is reduced. Oh, it lasts until a long rest. This target dies if it, it's down to zero. That'll, that would burn somebody down pretty quickly, it feels like. And only in in the supernatural verse, I think only death has the scythe. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think he's creating specters. Um, he doesn't have sunlight sensitivity. I like the I like the vengeful tracker. We just don't call it, we call it something. Else. The revenant knows the distance to and direction of any creature against whom it seeks vengeance, even if the creature and the revenant are on different planes of existence. If the creatures are being tracked, the revenant. Yes, right. There is an aspect of death. It's like a zero rating fucking seat monster. <laughs> what is it? Death kiss, death tyrant, uh, weapon of certain weapon of certain death. I'm going to come back to you in a moment. Uh, here's the avatar of death. Challenge rating zero, has incorporeal movement, is immune to being turned, and has a reaping scythe that does 1d8 plus 3 damage plus 1d8 necrotic. Uh, summoned by drawing the skull card from the deck of many things, refer to the deck of many things for further information on this monster. That's not tough at all for the reaper from that. What the fuck? Are we considering the healing and the death um, to be like one action? Or is she is she causing the thing to or causing death to do two things because the the killing is is power word killish yeah right ninth level spell it definitely takes a minute to do like like because Dean gets zapped and doesn't die right away rational man takes a couple of hits and doesn't die right away I don't th- I don't think it's a one shot I think I, I think if we're gonna do the healing piece of it then we almost do it as a the the kind of the holy symbol, um, the cursed holy symbol, that's, this is how it accomplishes. This is basically any healing spell that's cast with it summons this creature that does damage to heal the person that you're wanting to heal. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, so you would do you would do it as a, uh, a cursed holy symbol um, that uh, when you whenever you cast a healing spell with it, the reaper shows up does damage to somebody and then heals your initial target. And then you've got to uh, find a way to remove curse or break your way out of the, so that, and then in every case, he's really, I don't think you even really stat block the guy. He's more of like a spell effect. You know what I mean? Like he shows up Mm -hmm. um, and does uh, picks a target at random and then does the, his attack is equal to whatever spell you're casting. So like, yeah, I'm going to cast a third level cure wounds. This reaper appears Either and randomly selects a target. I, I do think you make it random to kind of get to make it a cursed element, and then uh, does a inflict wounds, and then that's the amount that gets healed back. How do you actually pick a random target? 
Uh, there's you know there's five people around. You roll a d five. Roll dice. Yeah. So so is is a it's well I'm saying it's a random target in a given area. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good question. How do we? I would almost say. Well, I'm fuck. I would almost line aside it. Um, because I think it's an interesting story beat, but that could potentially be exploitable. Mm-hmm. You could make the range, and it makes it real, a lot of fucking riskier. You could make it as uh, the range of the healing spell is equal to like like if you're doing a touch spell, whoever the ne- next closest person is to you. You know, what I mean, like you could you could make it and the the range of the hurting and analog. Like, he, uh, what's the range on healing word? The only healing spell Mile will ever use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sixty feet for that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think that's the longest range healing spell, right? Uh, it might be. Mm-hmm. So sixty feet. Give it the equivalent. Give the reapers a like area to put pop in. Make it equivalent to a healing word range. Even I think the can- hurt part, but maybe oh, uh, I, I don't know. That seems that seems like. It's- or are you talking about doing the random person within 60 Yeah, feet? exactly. Yeah, the random person within 60 That's feet. That's a lot of different people. Yeah, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's the curse, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're doing it, it definitely if you're doing it in a curse, but I, I mean, how many actors do you have in a particular combat? I mean, we got a party of five people. Yeah, I guess my, my, my issue is, 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 is how to determine it, right? Like, do we just assign numbers to the number of people and then roll a die of equal value or close to value? Like, If I was doing it, I would say, okay, start going from north to south. It's one to however many people there are, not including the person using the holy symbol. And then you just do the D whatever roll and you kind of go north to south or east to west or how, depending upon how the group of people are aligned, you just um, assign them a number. And then what if that comes up, it's there unlikely. I mean, you could make it so that the curse is you have to pick somebody to cast the I mean, that you do in fact have a mm-hmm. control over which person goes. Or you could even make that a like you have to do a DC fifteen religion check to control where the Reaper goes to inflict the harm. Kind of like that. And if you fail, then it goes to your closest ally. You know what I mean? That, mm-hmm. that adds a little bit more of a risk-reward situation. Like, okay, well, I've got this cursed holy symbol. I like that better. Okay. okay. Yeah, because then you could potentially use it on an enemy. Yeah, that's the thing. That that gives you a little bit of like, yeah. well, maybe I keep this because I can make my religion saving throw and I can control the Reaper and I can get a bonus harm out of it. But if, mm-hmm. But I do think if you beef the religion role in that case... It either hurts you or it hurts your nearest ally. Yes. I like that it's your closest ally because that gives it some extra fuck you stakes. Mm -hmm. But especially if that the closest ally will very frequently be the person you're trying to heal. Right. And it comes back and it tags him and heals you. I mean, like there's definitely if it's a touch heal, you're going (laughs) to. No. You're going to fuck the the guy healing over. Cool. So we're going to go. We're going to go cursed holy symbol. We're going to go summons reaper. And Reaper, uh, you have to make a DC DC 15, or we want to do 20? Oh, not 20. You'll never try it. Okay. 20 seems a little too risky. I think 15 is good. Well, I know. Y'all's bonuses are fucking through the roof now. So guess what? You got some DC 20 shit coming up soon. <laughs> not, not in religion. No, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Not even your cleric. <laughs> so, uh, so DC 15 there. And then if uh, on pass, pick target... Harm is equal to heal. 
And I and I like the idea that you don't roll both, right? Like you roll the damage dice, and that's what's applied, and that's what's the the and it's the it's the same dice or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you you roll one time, and it's duplicated. And then if you fail your DC, nearest ally. Do we want to do nearest ally or yourself? I like nearest ally. Time. Yeah, and well, I, unless I, you're trying to heal yourself, maybe, and then it's like a backfire yeah. kind of thing. I don't know. I think there's I think there's room to put language in there for like if there are no allies within range that it targets you. Mm-hmm. Okay. No allies targets you. Cool. And we're doing sixty feet for the range, or what did you want to do for the range? I think smaller than that. Um, Half that. Yeah. Thirty. Thirty feet. Uh, boop, boop, boop. All, right, all right. So remove. Like, how do uh, is rem- remove? What level is remove curse? Like, how do you get, how do you get rid of this thing? You, if it's cursed, you can't get rid of it. Remove curse is level three. Yeah, it seems like it should be tougher than that to get rid of it. Um, but that's how you get rid of most cursed items. Right? Cursed as in is it's like bound to you? Yeah, like, like cursed item, cursed magical item. Like like you, once you pick this up and start using it, you can't cast healing spells with another holy symbol until you break the curse. Which in mechanical terms in most D&D circumstances is have somebody cast remove curse on you. I guess I where I'm struggling is like is... Even though I understand, like it's a cursed item, but like mm. I don't have to use it. Like it doesn't do anything to. Like I'm. Why would I need to remove curse? I just could not use the item. Right. Well, that's the thing. Is like when you've got it, it you it once you pick it up and start using it, it's the only holy symbol that you can use to cast your healing magic. Oh, I got yeah, you. Yeah, okay, yeah. there we go. So there it we becomes, go. That's it the part your, I missed. Yeah, it becomes your exclude. Like you can't cast healing spells. You could. You don't have to use it. And I would say you could even, in fact, cast your other cleric spells. With another holy symbol, if you wanted, but if you wanted to cast healing magic, you got to use this mother, and there's a risk okay. associated with it un- un- until you. you until you get right. And I'm I'm okay with remove curse being the solve because it is a third level spell, and as we've seen, that can be a challenge if your cleric doesn't want to cast it or doesn't have it prepped or isn't third level yet. If I think at higher levels, you've got to come up with kind of a narrative, and I mean that maybe there's a great fucking story hook as well for an adventures. Like you get you get into this thing. And the only way to break it is to go is with the cudgel of St. Cuthbert or, you know, you know, some other deal that sends you on on another quest. So if it's if you're if you want it to be more complicated than just having remove curse on you, that's your story hook for your next next adventure. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. All right. I think we got a winner on that one then. Cool. Then uh, anything else for this one, guys, Uh, before I do the. Wrap up real quick with a couple of uh, guest stars. I don't think I don't think I stopped for the nurse. Erica Carroll's been will be on Supernatural nine more times. Um, Whoa! John Hainsworth, the emphysema victim, uh, two more times. Uh, Kane and Weeb, the boy victim, uh, Supernatural three more times. Kenya Joe Kennedy, the girl victim, doesn't really appear in anything else ever. She just plays that jogger who gets emphysema killed. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Ricky, uh, who is girl victim then if Ricky Ganji is the jogger? Oh, that was the little girl at the beginning. Mm. Um, doesn't show up. The little boy at the beginning shows up in Supernatural three more times. Nicholas Harrison, the spirit, uh, i.e. the Reaper, Supernatural four more times. So this episode has, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven actors that will reappear on Supernatural <laughs> at least one more time if not way many more times as different characters going forward and those were all the uh, all the other big ones tall deputy uh it will be on supernatural two more times is an l word vet and then uh david wright uh l word i zombie and legends 
Um, so he's been on some more uh, more recent stuff. So this episode, of course, marks the very first appearance of the Re- Reaper uh, on the bookshelf that Sam takes. A, when he grabs the book off the shelf, uh, there's a book uh, titled The Encyclopedia of Christian History, Old and New Testaments for Student and Clergy by A. Hertzak. Uh, Adrian Hertzak was the art department coordinator for Supernatural for five years. That was his way of <laughs> slipping his name in. Um, the Ford City Tribune article clipping that Sam finds in the spellbook about the athletic young man who died of a sudden heart attack is attributed to Leanne Flashchuk. Leanne Flashchuk, or Lashchuk, was a graphic designer on Supernatural to 2005-2013. And when Sam and Dean first enter the healing tent, the wording of the painted Bible verse in the background is incorrect. Jeremiah 30:17. I did not catch that on the first pass through. I didn't. I didn't uh, stop, rewind, and enhance <laughs> like I did the Bible verse in from uh, uh, in uh, Mississippi's or Missouri's Missouri's office. And speaking of Missouri, that's where we will hit with the next episode when we hit episode thirteen, which is Route Six 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 about a racist ghost truck, uh, and uh, <laughs> the series takes a very interesting turn. So, on that note, guys. Uh, thank you very much for joining me for episode 12 of The Hunter's Party and a pretty, pretty solid episode, both from a story point, an acting point, a guest star point, and a lore point all around. Uh, and uh, as always, if you're hearing this, it's because you're a Patreon supporter. Uh, we uh, 100% appreciate you taking the time, effort, and money to help support the show. Um, and we hope you enjoy these little extra bits that you get uh, to talk about a, a show that we all love, even though we give it a hard time. Um, and and we are using to inspire us to create some content, hopefully for your campaign. So thanks. Hope you enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm.